2: i'm matt this is the blizzard watch podcast i'm got my magnificent co-hosts uh liz harper and joe perez with me and patch 10.1.5 came out two weeks ago and we didn't talk about it last week nope and i didn't Uh, put it in the email this week
0: (laughs) and that's not even maybe hang on 10.1 matt i i need to jump in oh right no Uh, news announcement 20.1 10.1.5 10.1.5 we have news of it's, <laughs> it on the VR, but it's not out yet even though patches have been coming out really 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 fast and i can hardly keep track of which patch is currently live
2: yeah but 10.1.5 is, is not live, live yet. We, we got the news about 10.1.5 uh, i think two weeks ago now because we didn't talk about yes. last week. yeah uh, sorry guys if you're all like Ugh! some several <laughs> people are like oh my god time i
0: don't know what's happening.
2: Sorry. I, uh, none but, of us
0: do. None of but us we do. should we should be talking about
2: all the stuff that we have learned. Um I think we're pretty much all in agreement that this thing will probably be out by July at the at the latest. Like we're we're thinking July, considering yeah. it's May and June for testing it. Seems about right. Yeah,
0: it has to be. Maybe maybe late June, but
2: yeah. I'm not I'm I'm not thinking late June just because I mean it the last one came out in May. So if mm-hmm. the next one comes out in June, that's less than two months. To, to, yeah, to, you're you know. right. Um, and and we know that there's going to be a lot of mega dungeon content uh, in ten point one point five, uh, and a lot of it. It's apparently the uh, the the it's basically continuing the bronze dragonflight stuff that we saw. Yeah,
3: the temporal uh, conflux, the skull of Galakrond, and the time lost battlefield. I think.
2: Yeah, so there's going to be lots of time jumping. Mega Dungeon fun. Uh, we oh, get it's, goth yeah, it's Chromie. right. It's,
3: it's called Dawn of the Infinite. We're going to talk about that at some yeah. point on Lore Watch. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> but we also get Goth Chromie. Have you guys seen Goth Chromey? Yes. Liz? Yes. Yeah, yes.
3: C- c- goth Gothromi c- c- reminds, yeah.
2: goth <laughs> reminds me of the character that, or, was it Orphea? Was that her name? From Heroes of the Storm? Or Orphea? Orf-
3: Orphelia. Orf-
0: yeah.
2: It just She looks a lot like that to me. She reminds me of, like, I was looking at going, oh man, I'm, I'm really hoping that Goth Chromey is. Not full bore, you know, just evil. I, I would like to actually be able to kind of like to have twisted respect for her. But regardless, cool, cool <laughs> model. Looks really cool. I like that they're calling her me because man, she is. I, I could, I could just hear Black Number One playing as she walked on, walks onto stage or something. But yeah, uh, what do you guys like, uh, Liz? What's the first thing that you noticed when you were looking at the ten point one point five stuff?
0: Uh, a new spec for Evokers. This is. I, the I'm the glad that she's time. here. And
2: I forgot about that already. <laughs>
0: This is the first time Blizzard has come in mid-expansion and said, hey, we're just going to give this class a whole new spec. Uh, you know, Draktheir Evokers rolled out with two specs, and now they're getting they're Can getting I- a third, and it's a weird one. It's I- a weird one. It's not weird. It's it what is- we literally
3: asked for. I mean, me and Matt.
0: Yes! <laughs> I-, I have heard a lot of people asking about support specs to get us a support spec before. But I, you'll have to all admit that this is something WoW has not done before. WoW hasn't even really yeah. tried to do this before.
2: Unless you it's- count the mistake in the, the the way that they designed paladins and vanilla so that, that's how they <laughs> were played, <made, laughs> even though that's not what they meant
3: them to be doing. It's, it's not expressly true because they tried once before and then scrapped the idea because they couldn't figure it out at the time. Uh, because that was originally uh, the monk uh, healing spec was not a healing spec. It was originally designed... Uh, when they were talking about it back in the olden days uh, at BlizzCon when they, when they first announced Mr. Pandaria and you sat down and and they started talking about like the monk classes. I I remember because I sat at that, that panel and I found it fascinating was that they originally wanted to do something kind of like this, where it was augmentation and it fit. If you think about it, it fit really well with the idea of a concept of a monk and chi and and what they were doing. Um, But they couldn't figure out how to balance it at the time. With the talent system and everything else they were doing, so they scrapped it and went a more traditional healing route with it. So that's what kind of sparked, at least from my understanding, the players crying for that particular thing because it was something that we should have had a long time ago, or that, and I'm air quoting the should. Um, and honestly, they were probably working on this before Dragonflight ever launched. This is probably something that they scrapped, oh, yeah, yeah. right? Or, well, I shouldn't say scrapped, they put on the back burner for the release and kept working mm-hmm. on it until they could get it to a point where they could release it. So,
2: yeah, that's something I think, I know that Liz said that in uh I want to say in staff, I'm positive that I heard you say, I not heard, read, you say that. Uh, Cause <laughs> you, we were talking about it. And I, I think I said something to the effect of, yeah, well, who pulls a, uh, who pulls a uh, spec out in the middle of an expansion? And you were like, I don't know if they had, if they were working on it before and just felt like they couldn't release it. I have no idea, uh, but but you did mention that. Uh, so, um, I think. Do you, would you I play this spec, Liz? Joe? Wow. I'm,
0: I'm really interested in it. Um, so, I mean, we should kind of say what it is. We've kind of wandered off. It is a support spec. It will queue as DPS, uh, but it's all about supporting other players. You do things and it buffs other people. It improves your party's damage or healing, mm-hmm. and it's just. All of these cool buffs you get by you do your thing and you're also improving your party's thing. And I, I look at some of this and I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Why, why don't paladins have some of this? Because paladins, holy paladins are very buff oriented. They have a little bit of that direction where they're, they're throwing out buffs and defensives that are not necessarily damage or healing.
3: And it, it, the interesting thing is the gameplay has a lot of overlap with, like, Discipline Priest, as far as, like, mm-hmm. the, some core ideas. Uh, so there is an, a, a con, or the idea that some of the things that the Augmentation Evoker does might actually be able to be ported over and breathe new life into Discipline, which has really fallen off in the last couple expansions, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Holy has really gotten a lot of love and attention, so, like, Discipline has sort of fallen to the wayside a little bit. Um, even in pure numbers, just from a meta standpoint. Uh, But I do like the idea of having, I mean, again, I'm not going to say that uh, this has me excited because it's, it's kind of what I've been looking for. I've been looking for a support class because I heal on my shaman. I like healing on my shaman. I can heal on other classes. I don't like it because it just makes me miss my shaman. This on the other hand is something different because it's a a utility buff iteration of of a support class where you're doing your thing and everybody's getting the benefit of of, because you're doing it but it isn't just flat healing and i really 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 like that i like that core concept i'm 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 in i'm in and this will make me actually level my evoker cool
0: i'm i'm very curious as to how it'll play but it's it's like i've I dump so much time into, like, one class, it's like, how much can I fit into my brain that's this potentially complicated and juggling buffs? Except, yeah, I just I look at these things and I'm like, why, why can't this be so easy on my paladin? Because it's like, they'll have things that, like, okay, you press this button and it'll buff you, and if you don't have anyone targeted, it'll just buff you and the nearest healer. And it's like, wait! You can just... You can just do that. You can just make buffs where it's like, okay, it's gonna target like the nearest DPS. It's gonna target the five closest people. It's gonna target a healer just at random. And you could just do this, but I have to manually target every spell and every buff. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm I got that on my system. I'm good. I'm good. Let's go.
3: Well, okay. Um I Quite was gonna good. say. I was gonna say. Let's. I mean, some of the things, and we can talk about this real quick, just because I think we should. Um, some of the things like Ebon Might, which is a one and a half second cast with a thirty second cooldown. You in uh, increase the four nearest. Uh, you increase yours and your four nearest allies' primary stat by a percentage of your own, so you become a sought after trinket at that point. Because a lot <laughs> yep. of I, dead serious. Because a lot of a lot of the trinkets yeah. that that players are looking for are stuff that increase primary stat a lot of the time, um, and then it causes your eruption to deal more damage for ten seconds, uh, and it, some of your other spells feed into this because everything is is sort of woven together. So then the next one is eruption, which is uh, a two second cast. Uh, replaces your disintegrate. You basically cause a violent eruption beneath the enemy's feet. So it's like, it's like earthquake, but cooler uh, because it's this rocky volcanic, like stuff that just like spits up from the ground and it damages whoever you target in the nearby enemies. And then it increases the duration of your ebb and might. They feed into each other. Uh, Then there's upheaval, which is two and a half second uh, empower spell, uh, which evokers can actually hold uh, spells down when casting? If you're not familiar with it, to make them more powerful or to uh, change the distance or or, or width of effect. Um, this one, you gather earth and power beneath your feet and send them hurtling upwards, dealing uh, volcanic damage to uh, to them and nearby enemies. Empowering expands the area of the effect uh, and increases the duration again of your Ebon Might effect, making that stat stick. Longer, And then Breath of the Eons, which is a cooldown, it's a minute and a half cooldown, replaces your deep breath. You do your same flying thing, uh, exposing temporal wounds on the enemies in your path. Temporal wounds accumulate a portion of damage dealt by your allies and then critically strike the enemy for that amount at the end of the duration. And again, Increasing the duration of your active Might effects. It's a really cool idea of like this positive feedback loop inside of your abilities, and I really like that core concept because how many times do you cast something? that's like I just cast Chain Heal. It maybe there's a couple talents that I have that very, very rarely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't cast it in a long time.
3: Well, yeah, but I'm you. Yes, Matt, I know. Right. Uh,
2: However i will i will say this though man you are reminding me of the days when in a weird way the evoker casting thing reminds me a little bit of the days when you could downrank a heel yes it or does down a spell very because much because so. they can basically decide okay i'm just going to hit the button and boom that's as much as i'm casting or i can hold it down and channel this thing and now it's essentially a channeled spell with it does more stuff uh i don't want to interrupt you but i do want to like list out uh all the other stuff that's happening in this because there's quite a bit more uh Basically, we've talked about the the Augmentation uh, Evoker, we've talked about the Dawn of the Infinite Mega Dungeon, but there's also a public event, which is called Time Rifts, mm-hmm. which is also tied into the, the story of the Mega Dungeon. There's the Whelp Daycare, which, which we wrote an article about the second we found out about Whelp Daycare, <laughs> because I think both Liz and I were like, are we the people to trust with your baby dragons? I don't know that really? I would trust us with baby dragons. Uh, so there's the Whelp Daycare, which is what it sounds like there's a new dragon riding event which is called the kalimdor grand prix which is interesting and doesn't we, tell, yeah go ahead Liz. okay
0: we actually er- learned more about the kalimdor grand prix today um where it's it's going to be a series of dragon riding events dragon riding races in kalimdor it is not yet dragon riding in the old world but it is going to have a series of dragon races throughout kalimdor and you will be able to dragon ride for those specific races
2: cool that's still better than what we have so yeah Mm -hmm. uh there's also the warlock race updates which basically means that the as far as i understand you can play a warlock in any race um or at least all the allied races yeah i think so like so if you've got a light forged draenei and you've always wanted to be a warlock on them you can uh that's that's that puts warlocks in there with with warriors in terms of the class that can be any race.
3: As a matter of fact, we talked Aren't, about that very thing on Lorewatch Watch this past this week. Yeah.
2: So they um, also get more pet customization. That's another thing warlocks are getting. And uh, then there's returning player improvements. Have we heard anything more about that? What no, does that mean? Nothing yet. There's one or more thing that I I found out about today that uh that's it's minor, but. If you have Dragon Wrath, uh, the Tarragosa staff, mm. you no longer need to have the staff equipped to turn into Tarragosa. Uh, there's going to be a quest like, that only people who've already got the staff can see, and you will essentially learn a mount that is Tarragosa, and you can just turn into Tarragosa whenever you want to, just by mounting. It's not a dragon riding mount or a dragon riding skin, it's just a normal dragon mount. So you can mount it on the Dragon Isles, but you won't be able to fly. Uh, you could just run around on the ground with it, or you could, you know, use it in the original whole area of why can I not remember the name Azeroth? Wow. That was weird. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's basically just a, it's just so that you can have the mount without carrying the staff around with you all the time. But, uh, apparently you can't see the quest to get it unless you have the achievement for getting the staff.
0: Um, I believe it's actually you complete. There's a blue dragon flight quest line that went live yeah. today, I, and I think you. But anyone can get that quest line. I think it's just the Tarragosa part of it is just if you've gotten yeah staff at, in the past. The,
2: yeah, you. But that's not coming in till ten point one point five. I don't think
0: based on what
2: they said on Wowhead. But I may be wrong. If but if I know. you know. But regardless, if you've already got the staff, you will be able to do that, which is cool. Um, yeah. So. I think that's basically it, but we were still talk You guys were still talking about augments. So I didn't want to like interrupt it, but then I did. Uh, so do you have anything else? you want to say about augmentation, Joe?
3: I mean, I could talk about it for an hour, but I'm not going to, I think <laughs> I, am looking forward to it uh, coming to playability. Like I just want to play it. I want to, I want to hang out with it. I want right. to
2: learn. Uh, Liz, anything else before you move on from 10.1.5 that we have finally covered?
0: <laughs> uh, no, I got nothing, nothing else. Oh.
2: Uh something else uh that Liz mentioned in the email, responding to my email that I had forgotten, but we really should talk about, is that there's going to be hardcore mode for uh WoW Classic, Wrath Classic.
3: Officially supported.
2: Yeah, officially supported. Yeah. Uh, do we know if it's on classic servers or do we know if it's if it's Wrath Classic stuff? Like how do we know the yeah. hardcores? W-
0: what they've said is what they said is classic, so Yeah. Okay. Um but we I think it's interesting because Because we've seen, this is, you know, an emergent gameplay thing. We've seen people playing this way. A lot of people have been playing this way. And uh, now they're just, they're bringing it in.
2: Yeah. We saw them making moves towards this like last year. Uh, I remember that they had put in that iron debuff. Where if your character died, there was the debuff on them. That would never go away. And so if you tried to basically play them in a hardcore guild, you would be able to tell immediately, no, that person died so now they're just going full on with it they're just straight up taking it also um wow tokens went live this is something i just found out when i read your email so i'm like wow Um, tokens went live in wow classic Hmm. okay so tell us about uh, that
0: that happened okay wrath classic i i wrote classic but it's wrath classic wow tokens went live today and blizzard published like a two-sentence blog post about it and i was like wait you're doing this this is this feels like a pretty massive change to the game, and you're like publishing this. You just shoved it live and wrote like two sentences about it and called it a day. Um, but yeah, yeah. The wow, tokens—they yeah, are. I,
2: I did not know that those were there. Um, I think a lot of people will be similarly well, surprised. It, they, uh, in my defense, I have been thinking about another game a lot. A they just
0: lot. went live today. They, they yeah. just went live today. So it's not, we're not way behind the news on this one. It just, it just went live and they didn't, they didn't announce it. They didn't tease it. it just cap.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, so there we go. We now know that and we've told you about it. So I feel like we've, we've caught up with the stuff that we didn't talk about that we were supposed to, but now we have more stuff we hadn't talked about, but we're supposed to, because <laughs> um, they announced the the launch for phase three in Wrath Classics. Since we're talking mm-hmm. about Wrath Classics now, uh, it's going to be on the 20th of June. Yep. Yeah,
0: that's so. At least, at least they aren't like honing in on that, like Diablo 4 release date, which, you know, it's we got to keep, keep that time clear. Blizzard isn't always good about that, but it's like, I don't care if you're releasing other content, I'm not playing it because Diablo.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm going to be eating. Uh, and you want me to, like, play something else. Uh, another thing for, for Wrath Classic, since we're talking about it, and it's, there's surprisingly a fair amount of stuff to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. Joyous Journey's XP buff started today as we're recording this, the 23rd of May, and is lasting until the... 19th of June, which I dovetails into the fact that phase three yeah. is launching in on June 20th, because it's an XP buff. It's fifty percent XP, and I think it's pretty obvious that every time that they do a release time for their next phase, they do a joyous journeys thing. So you can yeah. decide at least the last couple of times.
0: Yeah, um, like the I think for the duration of Wrath, they've always, you know, before the next big release, they've put rolled out joyous journeys. So it's like, ah, oh, you haven't been playing, you can catch up. Uh, get what you need done, get a character up there. Yeah.
2: The guilds decided they want a Death Knight tank, so here you go. Here's (laughs) my... I remember that, because that was me. I remember in original Wrath uh, having to level my DK real fast because they desperately needed a Frost tank for something. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that, but that XP buff is coming. And now that we're talking about stuff happening in June and stuff lasting for a while. Uh we do know that several things. One of them is a World of Warcraft news piece, but it, it, it involves Diablo because the Agreedy Emissary event is going live in two days. So Thursday, May 25th, if you're listening to this recorded yesterday, um that'll be starting. And that's the the Diablo promotional event for World of Warcraft. If you remember back in 2012 when they did the one for Diablo Three, I don't think it's wow. the same thing, but <laughs> it's a similar kind of tie-in. Uh, but yeah, yeah, dude, let that soak into you. That Eleven years ago, they did this, and
0: yes, yeah, no, just don't, it's, don't it's do like that. human children I'm in gonna, like second grade, forever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna crumble to dust if you keep if you keep talking this way.
2: <laughs> well, you know, uh, let's, let's face it, we're all just one little cup uh, away from <laughs> guessing poorly. Uh, uh,
0: it's, uh, it has some, like, Diablo-themed loot, and there is a new pet to collect, a uh, uh, a new, you know, demonic goat pet to get, which is super adorable with its giant red eyes. I mean, who doesn't want a, a demonic goat to follow them around everywhere?
2: I mean, I you know, it's on my Christmas list every <laughs> year, but he just keeps on <laughs> bringing it. Uh,
0: but, yeah. And uh, it, it has the... Uh, Typical, exciting event uh, experience and reputation buff. Yeah. Because everyone everyone loves one of those. Uh, Winds of Sanctuary, it increases experience gain and reputation gain by 50%, except for the Loam niffin, which get no reputation increase. So no, you cannot power level your niffin reputation. But everything else, anything else you want to catch up on, go for it.
2: Yeah. And, uh, since we've mentioned that, uh, we should probably now tell you, we, we know the the release dates for Diablo four and the Diablo four early access, the Diablo four early access. If you, if you purchased the, uh, I want to say the deluxe or ultimate editions, um, you've got early access and that early access is, is it if you're pre-ordered or just if you purchase those editions. it just pre-order um, in general gets it or it's hang on,
0: hang on. Um, it, is it's part of i think it's part of the deluxe or ultimate editions
2: yeah that's what i thought too um but if you did um on the first of june you will get the the start of your early access um now of course stuff can happen like this is one of the things that they even say on on multiple web pages if there might be like a server outage or a login problem and if that happens, you, you know, that means you just can't play and there's nothing they can do about it except to fix it. They, they, they can't guarantee you will have exactly four days of early access. They're not going to push back the, the start release date for everybody else. <laughs> if there's an outage and you don't get full four days, you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, but yeah, that that's happening on the first.
0: So that's, that's uh, Thursday. It starts at 4 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday, yeah. the 4th, the 1st of June.
2: Because it, it's spontaneous world war rollout, right?
0: That uh, yes.
2: happens everywhere. Yeah, and that's the case for the Diablo Four. Right, the, the normal release date is also it's on the sixth, but it is
0: well, uh, sort of. This is this has been really weird because Blizzard hasn't been very clear about this. They do not have a blog post announcing it. They do not have anything on their public Twitter, but on a couple of personal Twitters, they have posted information about the release date. And if you are in North America, it is actually not coming out on June 6th. It is coming out on June 5th at 4 p.m. Pacific time. June 5th. Interesting. Yeah. Usually it's like, I guess I'm kind of spoiled by World of Warcraft, which does the simultaneous global release for the last couple of expansions. And it's like... When they announce it, they post like a map with time zones and say this time here, this time there, this time, you know, because it's because it's different times in different time zones. And uh, they have not done that for Diablo. So you kind of have to piece this together. Uh, Yeah, but uh, June 5th, 4 p.m. Pacific, whatever that time converts to in your time zone is uh, that is your Diablo for release time.
2: Just so you know, for Americans who are on the East Coast, that'd be seven p.m., seven thirty p.m. So, and then for like Liz, it's literally going to be six, and for me, it's going to be five because we're all spread out across the (laughs) continent. This way, it's it's really quite quite something that we have done. We've managed to be nowhere near each other in every possible way. (laughs) But yeah, except in our hearts. No, mm, oh, no, in real. my heart we're even further apart from each other. I'm constantly reaching out oh. to the sky going, I'm all by myself. It's like the cover of the little print, <laughs> which is a great book by Tanjiang. Uh but anyway, I do want to mention this last thing, uh, which we have actually at the top of the thing, but then I didn't talk about it until now. But last week we finally got was it last week? It was last week, right? Please tell me it was last week. I'm having such a hard time remembering what week anything happened. BlizzCon announcements yes. for November amazing. November yes, 3rd and this year uh, mm-hmm. in 2023, we're going to get back to BlizzCon. There's going to be one. Uh, I will not be going to it for a variety of reasons, including money and the fact that you couldn't pay me to get on a plane. Um, mm. But, uh, but maybe it's a good thing because the last one I went to was the last one they had. And they, they haven't had one for four years after I went to that one. So apparently I was more disruptive than I realized. Uh, but regardless, <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have BlizzCon. Um, this, of course, leads to lots of questions like, you know, when will the tickets go on sale? I don't believe we know yet. How much will nope. they cost? I don't believe we know that yet either. Um, we
0: know we know a shockingly small amount of, about BlizzCon, except for the dates.
2: Yeah, we know when, it, when it's going to be. But, I mean, think about it. We don't even know what they'll be announcing at BlizzCon. Because, <laughs> I mean, we know some things. But, like, it's not like they're going to be announcing Diablo 4 because Diablo 4 will be out. Before that, (laughs) you know, and it's not like they're going to announce the Overwatch 2, and they're certainly Mm -hmm. not going to announce Overwatch Mm -hmm. 2's PVE mode Mm -hmm. because that ain't happening. Um, so I mean, I I feel like there will be something World of Warcraft related. I've come around to the idea that it might not be an expansion just because I have no idea if they're, you know, I mean, I know they're working on one, but I have no idea how far along in that process they are, like if they feel comfortable doing an announcement, uh, this year. No idea. There certainly could be there certainly almost certainly will be stuff about whatever the patches after BlizzCon comes out. I think that we're gonna hear something about the 2024 release schedule. It's almost impossible that they're not going to tell us something about that. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, we've gotta we've gotta have I mean they they went into such a detailed release schedule for twenty twenty three. So I think we've got to get something very similar for twenty twenty-four. BlizzCon's the perfect time to announce something like that.
2: Yeah, and they have in the past done that. Even when they've done a new expansion announcement, mm-hmm. they've also said. Meanwhile, if you go to Azeroth now, these things are coming. So you know they they usually do. I feel like Hearthstone's such a dependable content releaser. Like they almost always yeah. have. Yeah. Like they have got stuff blocked out, and stuff could, tends to go uh, like like what well, you said once, like four times a year. Like they, three, they usually-
0: three expansions a year. Three so, expansions, three battleground seasons, and three mini sets. It's just okay. clockwork.
2: So it that seems to be like pretty safe. Um I'm positive they will be hyping up whatever their plans are for Diablo three going forward, because as as we've talked about a few times now, we know that the end game for Diablo Four is much it's like taking the the season content from Diablo three and using that as mini DLCs where you have like story and content come in with those seasons. So mm-hmm. that feels like something that they could be hyping up. Like that's almost certainly they're going to be talking about the, the resurgence of the Diablo franchise. Um, almost certainly. I, I do. don't expect to hear a lot about China.
0: <laughs> uh, wow. What a, what a mess.
2: Yeah. And only getting worse. Uh, mm, but yeah. Yeah. What- Let's let's uh, Joe. What do you think they're going to talk about?
3: I I mean, I legitimately don't know at this point because I'm I'm, I'm fairly confident they are going to start talking about where we're going next after uh, Dragonflight. I feel that that's inevitable. What, whether or not they're going to give us like a cinematic or anything like that. I think we're in, at least going to know what direction we're headed in. Um, I think we might actually know or they might discuss the roadmap for Diablo four. And because you pointed out that Diablo 4 will be released by then, but we don't know what the plans are really laid out going forward. Um, uh, we, we we do, but we don't. Right.
0: Some. Yeah. yeah.
3: So I could see them doing what they did for World of Warcraft, but for Diablo, like here are the things we're working on here, are the targets we're pushing for um, and things like that. And I could see that being a really good draw. That could be a a nice Mm -hmm. source of information and also feed into the hype of Diablo four. I mean, other than that, like what, what, what other realistic things they'll talk about arcade rumble, (laughs) Um, (laughs) arcade
0: rumble. It would be interesting if they actually, this is a game we haven't heard a lot about. And I think it's, I have done some beta testing for it and it, even when the they first started doing beta, which has been a long time ago, maybe a year ago,
3: yeah, it, it was is. a very
0: polished game. It was a very polished game. It's very fun to play, and I I don't know what the holdout is, but uh, it's a it's an interesting game that we've heard very little about. I wonder if they're just maybe a little wary of making a big deal about a mobile game after. After the whole Diablo Immortal debacle, where uh, fans laughed the developers off stage, basically.
3: And not only that, but the backlash after Diablo Immortal released was was real. Like, yeah. let's yeah. let's talk about like, the monetization and everything else. The the it was not favorably received very widely, and there was a lot of good to it, but I think that may have soured them even further on the whole mobile gaming thing in north america at least
2: mm. so. some of the best mechanics i've ever had in an mmo I mean, seriously it 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 the monetization thing aside and that's a big thing to put aside but nonetheless well, yeah. i liked playing it i just couldn't get past the monetization diablo, it played well
0: yeah diablo immortal is a fantastic diablo game and it managed it like does this magic thing where it manages to let you Play on your phone or your tablet and it 100% feels like you're playing Diablo. It's just such a smooth... Transition of the franchise to console, and then you just get into the monetization. It's like you can only play so much because it keeps nagging you about buying things, and it's just like I just want to play Diablo. Just let me play Diablo, and it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. let you just play Diablo, no. and that's the problem.
2: The the monetization is incredibly uh, mm, yeah. Calling it incredibly unsubtle is like saying that a naked person dancing on a on a harpsichord, waving a candelabra around, shouting "Subtle days are here again," is you know somewhat somewhat disruptive. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I do. I do think that that you know we might we might hear something about that survival game that they've been supposedly working on for two years. Oh
0: yeah, they they yeah. haven't told us anything about that except they're still guess. hiring people. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, they still have the they still have work notices up. So yeah, that that's entirely possible. And who knows? I mean, maybe maybe not. Uh, for that matter, we, the only thing we've got in in terms of anything for uh, for it is uh, post me. I think. Like early last year, like when they when they said we're not doing one in 2022, they had mm. a post about they were going to completely reimagine BlizzCon, and then they didn't really give us any specifics as to what that meant, aside from I don't know, I, mean, I don't know.
0: We still don't know the last. Yeah, right. The last we heard about BlizzCon, they were going to Im- reimagine BlizzCon, and we don't know what that means.
2: Yeah, I uh, mean, one of the things it might mean is that they might move to a completely digital ticketing system. Uh, that's that's happened with other conventions where you basically just have the thing on your phone, mm-hmm. and anytime you need to get in and out of anywhere, you. It just, also. It's one possible.
0: It also really doesn't make sense to have because BlizzCon has always been a thing. It's like okay, it's a Friday Saturday convention, but you really need to show up on Thursday so that you can spend three hours standing in line to get your ticket, so you can get in the yeah. first thing on Friday. It's just the paper ticket thing for BlizzCon. is very, it's it's like a it's a. Tiny bit outdated at this it's
2: point It's so 20th century, guys. <sighs>
3: <laughs> well, I mean, but you, you you joke, but I mean it is outdated and that, I'm
2: super old,
3: Joe. <laughs> but it, it is something that Matt makes a good point, and I hope that is something that they do with it, having digital tickets and then you can just focus on if you want to have a badge to announce your character or whatever like that, you just go and get custom art made, like you know, we used to do anyway. So
2: I'm like right now looking at the uh, 2019 stuff, which I have on my door and I've got my ticket, like the actual BlizzCon paper, paper ticket. But then I've got uh, one, my friend, Matt Fossen drew for me. And then I got one that Noxie drew for me literally just because I bumped into her. (laughs) I bumped into Noxie and I was like, oh my God, we finally, I actually met in person. And within five minutes, she had drawn me a sparkly bat. And there it is my sparkly bat ticket thing. And so, I mean, seriously, we could just do that. Joe's not wrong. We don't really need to have a paper ticket because the paper ticket. It, I don't even know if my name is visible. Let me look at this.
3: Well, let's not also forget the the name change problems with the paper tickets that we used to have, or when yeah, people would yeah. buy multiple tickets on their accounts and you'd split it with your friends because you know it, the queue system to try to buy them in the first place. You know, like uh, I remember,
2: what my ticket did was cut off the first letter of my first and last name, so Athew Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as well, but yeah, I know. you're totally right, Joe. I. I but that's not even all they could do to, to make it reimagined. I mean, they, there's all sorts of stuff involving what they were kind of heading towards anyway. Uh, a lot of the, they were getting better and better about putting the panels up and having them be there online for you to access. Um, BlizzCon online was a really big out. And that was an outlier of that kind of thing. Cause they just did the, the, the convention basically virtually and just had the videos for you to watch. Having, if they could actually get so every panel was recorded, not just like a few hot ticket ones, but absolutely every panel and and mini panel and all that, mm-hmm. and it's all available to you, make it a, a big deal.
3: Make it a truly virtually accessible experience.
2: Yeah, because a lot of people can't go to California, you know, every year to go to a game convention. It's not. Not that they don't want to, it's just disruptive to your life.
3: Mo- money, health, if- uh, not any number of issues that would prevent you from going. Yeah. Like,
0: I mean, tickets to BlizzCon were like, are like $200. Are they, that's kind of where they were last time around. Uh, Plane tickets out to California, not cheap. Hotels, not cheap. And like the day BlizzCon was announced, it's like, oh, there are like no hotels anymore. All the hotels are gone. I hope you didn't want a hotel because gone.
3: And Airbnbs uh, have have been absolutely a nightmare for years. Um, I mean, I had a friend who just went to the Gamma Convention, which is one of the largest gaming retailer uh, trade shows of the year. And showed up, he had an Airbnb scheduled for a year or or however long it was. Like he bought it, got his gamma, uh, gamma ticket and had it scheduled, showed up and they canceled on the spot. Right. Like,
2: Mm. because,
3: and there's no repercussion because it's not like a hotel. Like you, there's almost nothing you can do besides get your money back. So like, it's a nightmare. And
2: and they know full well, like, you know, sure you paid this much, but now we know the demand is so high. We can just cancel and get three times more.
3: Yeah exactly
2: i mean yeah they, these are all things that you could if if you made the concert the, the uh concert if you made the uh convention fully <laughs> virtual except maybe the concert depending on how good the band is this year um I, although i i would loved watching it it's a band i don't care about uh when it was mouse or whatever uh i was like yeah I, it dead was mouse yeah it was dead mouse so so yeah um all of this stuff is stuff that could be part of the reimagining, but we don't. We have no details. We have nothing. Uh, for all I know, re- reimagining means when you get to the convention, Mike Yabara is like wearing a Mickey Mouse outfit. I have no idea <laughs> what, what this is going to be. For that matter, right now, only two countries are blocking the Microsoft uh, acquisition. But those two countries, one of them is extremely important, and the other is the UK. Sorry, UK, but come on, um, the United States is still suing them to say they can't do it since both companies are in the United States. If the United States says, no, it is very it's, hard to see a road forward for them.
0: Uh It's difficult. I mean, there's, uh, there's a lawsuit about it going on right now and mm-hmm. we'll just, we'll see what happens. Maybe yeah. we, we kind of leapt topics. I, I think oh, when you're we talking about this, like if, if that was, if
2: by the time BlizzCon comes along, that is settled, that mm-hmm. will be a big part of the convention.
0: That's yeah. all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I don't. I mean, even if it is settled by then, you know, they're not going to have finished a merge oh, no, no, by no, that no, no. time. I, they're going to so, hype
2: it. You know full yeah, well. They're gonna yeah.
0: Hype it. Um, uh, they're
2: going to have somebody from Microsoft show up and he's going to talk about the future in vague terms. And <laughs> you know, we're going to be like, yeah, great, whatever. But that's uh, the thing. The problem with this whole reimagining business is we don't know what that means.
0: I mean part of the thing when they announced the reimagining was we were in the midst of that big sexual harassment scandal which the has workers, not
2: Yeah, the worker stuff that Yeah, kept
0: which work has not works, yeah. entirely gone away, it continues. Oh yeah. Uh and it's like so is this reimagining going to be about creating a safer, more inclusive convention that you know, puts more. I think Blizzard recently has done a very good job of putting more people on stage, uh, just in their in their press events, in their videos. You've seen a lot of these things in World of Warcraft, but also in Diablo, so also Diablo in Formal. Overwatch.
2: Yeah, and Overwatch. You're right.
0: Yeah, they've put up developers who are not just okay. This isn't just the big name who's usually uh. uh a middle-aged white man is usually kind of the top of the totem pole in these in these games. But they're making sure to put out uh, women. I mean, you've seen a lot of women in recent precedents. Like in the past year, year and a half, they've really been putting more people on stage, which yep. I think is a really smart move. Even for the,
2: the, the Dragonflight and WoW stuff, they were doing that too.
0: Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. And, one thing, one thing I really noticed is that Ian Hazzakostas isn't doing as much press these days, and I think I think they're trying to get a more diverse group of developers out there and not just be okay. Everything, everything is Ian Hazzakostas. Everything he does, all the things. Uh, yeah, but I think that's that's really good, and maybe maybe this reimagined BlizzCon will put more focus on seeing the diverse voices that actually make the game because we do kind of. I think all of us in the gaming community, it's like we hear one name and we kind of obsess over that. Like, oh, yeah, Ian has a does all the wow things. If there's something good in wow, he's great. And if there's something I don't like in wow, he's a bad person. And just having all this focus on one person. But it takes hundreds of people to make these things. And it's they they do. There are some diverse voices out there and we usually don't hear from them. So I mean i hope we I hope we see more here. I hope we see more from the developers who we don't usually see from from more names, more women, more people of color, and we see those people on stage talking passionately about the games they're making,
2: yeah, absolutely, uh, and for that matter, also make the convention safer for just attendees
0: yeah, uh, yeah. I,
2: in the one year that I got to go, I had to step in three times to tell people of let's just say it to tell men to back the f off of of women like i had to uh and this is not something that i i don't go to conventions because i really want to tell people to stop being bleeps so mm. uh, it's it would be really nice if that was something that we got better about as well and i'm not saying that blizzard and its staff didn't try to control that sort of thing i'm you know, when I went in 2019, they, they were. I know that there were some bad BlizzCons. Uh, we're not going to talk about, you know, certain rooms, named after certain mm-hmm. people that you shouldn't rooms after. But yeah. I'm just saying that I, I'm sure that in 2019, they were trying to do that. I'm just hoping maybe they can get better at it. Not f- not because they're bad at it, just because we need everyone to get better at it. Uh, mm-hmm. It shouldn't have to be up to people going to a convention. You know, you have to you keep yourself safe, so don't go to this thing and don't do No, that's... That should not be the case. That should not be the way it works. So um, I'm hoping we'll see some of that as well. That that would be a good thing for the reimagined BlizzCon to mm-hmm. have a higher focus on making the, everything safe and secure for the people who are going. Um, but is I think that's it um, for the for the news and events this week. Pretty much, right? I think we got I everything. Think so. Usually at this point, one of, one of you guys comes in with something. So I. I'd,
0: Joe, come up with something. We need to talk
3: about. I'm only. I can only think of Panic at the Disco lyrics at this point because the the way Matt phrased that, I got nothing else.
2: (laughs) Really? What did I do that was a Panic at the Disco line?
3: Usually, when you guys comes in with something, and I immediately thought of, yeah, never mind. You, okay? I know know it. Yeah,
2: yeah, I know where you're going now. (laughs) That's right. I'm 50, but I still listen to Panic at the Disco. Uh, To be fair, they're all getting up there too. Um, Anyway, yeah, let's. uh, We've got some some uh, questions and emails we can actually got straight up emails this week and last week so you know yay keep doing that uh but if if you'd like to ask a question to us here at the blizzard watch podcast uh please send it to podcast at blizzard uh with the subject line mentioning this podcast uh, either podcast or blizzard watch so we know it's for this show you've been really good about that lately too uh, and I want to make sure that I, I thank you guys. When you send in emails, You often they send in two emails, and it's great. They they send in one for Watch and one for the podcast. Wonderful. Keep doing that. Uh, mainly because, quite frankly, like I said, Joe and I are nowhere near each other, so the thumb wrestling is extremely difficult. And obs- It's and
3: very a- painful. Do you know how much <laughs> it costs on postage and medical bills to keep mailing my thumb there?
2: Yeah, I know. and it's, Plus, it's Canada, so they don't really want to let it in. So, yeah, the whole thing. But if you don't want to use email, you can send it to, you can go to our discord. Sorry. We have two channels there. One of them is patron queue and podcast questions for the patron. If you're supporting the site on Patreon, Patreon, that's, that's where you can ask a question. And we appreciate that because it, you know, keeps the lights on, but you know, we understand not everybody can support us that way, but it's still supporting us to simply engage with our podcast to, uh, you know ask us questions and so forth and that's why we also have the uh q and podcast questions channel where you can ask questions of the podcast or the q for that matter another cool thing we do where you can ask various staff members questions and we'll do our best to answer them there too so without any further ado uh joe you read the next one
3: oh okay. literally no further ado all right well roxy here with a simple question why are we still time gaining lfr in Ion's more recent interviews, he said it was to preserve the special feeling of clearing the raid with guild groups. I don't know about you, but actually seeing the end of the story that is spoiled day one online is not the satisfactory feeling I get from completing the head of the curve or something. It's about having accomplished something with my friends. Now that we're gating the final story chapter on having a Sarkareth kill, time-gating LFR seems so bad. I know they say when LFR opens, it will open the story for all, regardless of kill status. But why not just time-gate LFR, why just not time-gate LFR, then remove the kill requirement at whatever arbitrary time-gate it's set on still? uh, I cannot possibly emphatically agree more. Uh, I'm right there with you. I, I think it is absolutely the wrong call to keep time-gating LFR. I think it doesn't really serve a purpose anymore. I don't think it makes f- guild kills feel more special. Um, I think that it's giving players maybe too much of a length of time for that that kill thing. And like you said, with it needing that final kill on Sarkareth, just leave that in place for the story stuff and then remove it later. Like I, I I like that idea that you had there. I think it's a good one, but yeah,'m I'm, I'm with you. I don't think time gating LFR should be a thing anymore. I think it should just be everything else is good to go. They did it with Mythic. Why not do it with LFR? What do you what do you both think? Liz?
0: Wow, we're going straight here. Um well, I think they are they've toned down the time gating, but its still it feels really needless and it makes it takes so much longer to clear the content in LFR. Even though the difficulty is dialed down, it just takes forever because the unlocks are so far apart. Right now, they did put out the first wing of LFR at the same time as normal, heroic, and mythic, which usually they wait a while, so it's not locked up as long. But they're still doing new wings every two weeks, and that drags it out quite a ways because there are four wings. Four wings. We got the second wing released today as we're recording this. So you're listening to the second way is live, but it's going to be quite a while before before Sarkareth gets out to LFR. It's going to be another month. Yes, I think so. Um, one thing we do know is that uh, it will unlock on June 20th, whether you have whether you've done it or not, whether you've killed Sarkareth or not, the campaign finale will be available to everyone on June 20th but that's a long time from now. That's a really far, that's so far away. And so, yeah, yeah. It's why, why are we doing this and having so much story? So much story right now is tied into the raids. And we're just, we're just pushing this back for people who maybe aren't able to do, you know, to be at a guild or can't make their schedules work to where they can get those normal heroic mythic kills. And it's just, why Why punish those people just for, maybe they don't have time to raid. Maybe they don't have energy to raid, but maybe they like the story. You know, we don't need to do this anymore. It does not make anything feel special. It just feels bad.
2: I agree that they don't have to time gate it, but I have a much more cynical reason for agreeing. <laughs> I have not yet been in an LFR, this expansion, that went well. Mm. And even when... You they've time gated it, and so when you finally get to Sarkareth, people have done it, and people have seen it, and know the mechanics, and so forth. They no, they, they're not going to just blow. They're not going to just blow it up. They're just not. LFR groups are a motley assortment, and sometimes you get a great group, and sometimes you get some good people in your group, but sometimes you get some really toxic or bad people in your group and i feel like that is enough and running a 25 player instance with complete strangers is enough of a of a barrier (laughs) that we do not need to time gate it it will be gated just fine it will be gated by us by by people going in and you know leroy jenkins in a poll or i I still remember when i was trying to get uh in LFR before we did, we did it on, um, I think heroic, I was trying to get an LFR kill. Cause I missed our normal kill. And it was just like, it was like, I was jamming my face into an electric fan, uh, over and over again, instead of like, you know, going close and going, ah, and getting the vibrate, like the primitive auto tune that fans <laughs> can give you. I was just jamming my head into it and going ow, ow, ow. Why does this hurt? Because of, you know, because this LFR group does not care. and, I'm not saying that's all LFRs. and It's not like, you know, I've had great LFR experiences, but I have not had great luck this expansion. I don't feel like time gating. It just means that you wait longer to stick your head in the fan. Why not just let me mm-hmm. stick the head in the fan on day one? Um, maybe. Okay, fine. I'll stay there. I'll get determination, 10 stacks, and I'll kill Sarkareth before I get to kill him with my guildmates. So it, it's not going to be with my guildmates. It's not going to give the same gear. It's not going to be as cool Cause I'm not doing it with my friends. I don't feel like, I don't feel like the time gate serves a purpose, but more importantly, I feel like it's almost just, it's just an added complication for the sake of making people who don't have a regular rating group feel bad about not having a regular rating group. And that doesn't strike me as needed anymore. If it was ever needed, this idea that, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to keep this thing cool. If the thing isn't cool, unless somebody else can't have it, Mm -hmm. then I don't know how cool it really is. That's just how I felt about it.
0: But. Though, though, I do have to say, I do feel really cool for having my mini-terial pet. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but, but also, anyone else who can, if, if anyone else got a mini-terial pet, if they put that in the trading post this month, next month, I would not be sad.
3: Yeah, I, mean, I do, I, I, I do, I, I, I do feel kind of special.
0: Here. I yeah, do I've, feel kind of special having a mini Teriel pet when like, v- very few other people do.
2: Yeah, so my wife has a Diablo pet. Mm-hmm. you know, from when they've had a Diablo pet. I think that's the original classic, isn't it? Or is that, a yeah, that,
0: that was classic collectors. Yep. Maybe it was just classic.
2: We keep calling it classic, but it was just oh wild.
0: god, vanilla, vanilla, vanilla collectors. Vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. Vanilla vanilla. Edition. Vanilla. yeah. yeah. So, way back then I I don't have one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I just, it doesn't feel
2: like if they did put that on the, the trading post, I wouldn't be upset about that either. Uh, if, if they put uh Mim's head on there, I wouldn't be upset. It's just, it isn't something that would bother me. But regardless, uh, I think we do have time for one more. Like, or do you feel like we should? Nah, let me, let me look for one and we'll do like as fast as we can. <laughs> Some of these are pretty big.
0: Speed run. Speed run.
2: We're going to go with Jack's daddy here. I um, knew
3: you were going to go for that one.
2: After Legion, where do you think Dalaran should and did go? And uh, following that up, Zool, Mr. Blindside, says, could we use Dalaran to close up the Maelstrom with like a, like a big plug in an even bigger bathtub? So, you guys, what do you think? Where I, should Dalaran have gone? Where I, is Dalaran right now? I Where can't make a comment on Dalarin the second one, idiot?
3: though, because, oh my god, my brain... Liz, my, my brain's going to guild conversations during a Raid, and it's not good. Um,
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know what kind of conversation you're talking about, and I understand.
3: Oh my god. Um... <laughs> Yeah, anyway, uh, who? Uh, I don't know where it went. I think it kind of just hung out for a little while, kind of chilling over in the Legion lands. Uh, but I kind of think the next place time we see it, I think it's going to move and uh, I think it's going to go to Eva Loren. I think, I think that's going to be what winds up happening because they're going to be like, hey, the heroes found this thing and it keeps talking about this land way off over there. Let's go on a surveying mission. Take the whole city? Yeah, just take the whole city. It's fine. Like that's what I expect to happen, and I'm I would be a okay with that. Liz,
0: I think the citizens of Dalaran. I I didn't think about that phrasing before I said it, and then now turn you know,
3: your
2: you know. eyes to the sky.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh They've had a hard time. Bad things have happened. It's uh, it's been rough, and it, they're always kind of in the middle of in the middle of the worst things that are going on in Azeroth. Everyone needs a vacation. I think they should find a nice beach somewhere, park Dalaran over it, and then, you know, the magic nerds can sit in their libraries and quietly research and everyone else can, you know, have a nice beach day and uh, just just chill out. They could use, man, everyone in Azeroth could use vacation at this point. I think think that- So much bad stuff.
2: Somebody should do some research on how come Ronin keeps showing up, even though he's been (laughs) dead for several years. Like, are are you just coming out of the Shadowlands and you just now- you didn't bother to tell us you could do that. Well, I just, you need to look to the skies. It's important. So, yeah. I don't know, but I, I would like it. Um, I like Liz's idea of, of taking a vacation, but I would also, I would like it if it showed up actually in this expansion, like there's no reason it couldn't, it, it's over near the broken, you know, the broken aisles. It's not that far away. Just tack it over a little bit. Just whoop. Okay. Now we're here. Um, You know, what are you guys here for? I don't know. It sounded cool. Dragons. We like dragons. We used to have a dragon. We used to hang around all the time. We kind of miss him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Alex Alexstrasza, you, know, you know, thinking of Coral, thinking of Coralstrasza, man. We're thinking of him. Like, yes, thank you for reminding me yet again of my dead consort. Anyway, I don't know why I imagine. I imagine Alexstrasza is somewhat put out. And in, she never acts that way in game. But I imagine her as just being completely done. Like I am just done. Everybody keeps dying. She's the exasperated Here's- mom. Yeah. Like when, when Ysera came back, I imagine the first thing that happened after everything got settled was she was like you know having like a loving chat with her daughter, and then there's a whoosh and there's Alex Straza going, if you ever do that again Or I'm Alex be so going mad.
3: Listen, we got the city back, I got the ice cream, we got a lot of catching up to do. Let's go now.
2: You can bring her. She's your daughter, that's fine. She needs to learn how this stuff all works. Uh but yeah. I just, yeah, I I would like to see Dalaran again in Dragonflight. I think it would be cool. I would love it if it was like a dragon riding event that took you out to Dalaran and oh,
0: back. Oh, that's a cool idea.
2: Or even do anything around the towers in Dalaran.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, it, I love it's, that.
2: It's actually a small space.
0: Yeah. You know, as a capital
2: I, city goes, it's pretty small.
0: I mean, that was one of the nice things about it. It's compact. Everything yeah. is right there. But then also you have a thousand people in a very small space. So Yeah, they don't have to uh, live
3: in the basement, basically.
0: What I, They're mages, what they I can have, just
3: make pocket dimensions.
0: What I have liked about Dalaran is that, you know, it's advanced with the storyline. It's a unique city in that it has changed more over time than most of the cities. I mean, obviously, we have Orgrimmar that got rebuilt, and now I... Forever, I'm calling it new Orgmar, and I hate new Orgmar. Even though new Orgmar has been around for longer than old Orgmar was in yeah, game, but like new
2: I
3: hate that. I hate that so much.
0: <laughs> it's like new <laughs> Coke, and then they brought back old Coke.
2: which just co- they called it Coke Classic, which, if you think about it, <laughs> it says something. But uh, uh, then they have like so you still got new Org, but now they just call it Org. But in your heart, you know this is not Orgmar. Orgmar mm-hmm. was dance parties on the bank, not this enormous iron tower of death right in the middle of the city
0: so, so many yeah. spikes so many yeah. spikes
2: i mean orcs like spikes so i'm not gonna i'm not too upset but you know yeah i, I agree uh,
0: yeah, but dalaran is interesting because you know each time we've seen it it's been different hey it's, it's under a big purple and home and we
2: can't see it at all hey now it's <laughs> flying over Northrend. hey now it's over here yeah
0: of course yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, in Hearthstone, they literally strapped. They put rockets on Dalaran to like zoom it away.
2: I seriously would be totally okay with someone doing that's,
0: that. That's that's like they were. Listen, if Tears a of the King, thing that literally happened.
3: If Tears of the Kingdom has taught me anything, this is a viable strategy
2: <laughs> for every possible problem. <laughs>
0: more rockets, more rockets.
2: Put giant fans on it. Put giant fans on everything. <laughs> All right, I think though that I think that pretty much covers it for today. um either of you have like a last thing to say before we we do the thing where I poke Joe when he does his big spiel.
3: <laughs> I'm like one of those little monkeys that you like pull the core and I just bang the symbols. That's fine.
2: I think of you as one of those monkeys in Fallout Four where I just don't know when it's gonna start triggering, and <laughs> am I gonna get attacked <laughs> like ah but, uh Liz, anything no,
3: all right, Joe, you're up. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast. Better chance at having your question answered on our podcast with a Q and an ad's free site experience.
2: Yeah, Joe, the more I look at it, I can understand why big plug like that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it wasn't it wasn't great yeah, I agree yeah i'm i'm staring at that sentence going
3: all, I, all i'm saying is my if you if, if, if you have an adult adult i'm gonna i'm gonna plug Molly's stream here uh molly razor on on twitch we she streams our our raids if you ever want to understand why liz and i giggle like children
0: um yeah, I, I don't I, think it requires I, that I much sh-
2: translation sh- to be honest i, I it is 18 plus
0: stream is it's not safe for work no nope. we're, we're weirdos
2: yeah, absolutely not safe for work but anyway <laughs> thank you guys so much for being here for the blizzard watch podcast uh a lot of stuff happened and we covered it that's that's what we do um we Woo-hoo! will be back next week uh thank you to joe and liz for being here and, and especially thank you to liz for actually being willing to talk about horizon forbidden west even though neither of us have finished it uh because quite frankly i don't know when i'll get to finish it and i love hearing about it so thank uh, you for that pre-show bit
3: uh, there's
0: so good so good everyone needs to play this game so i can obsessively talk about this game with everyone all
2: the time
3: next week i'll be talking about how people should be playing children of morta
2: yeah he will be talking about that i i haven't got to play that at all or heard about it i don't know what it is anyway uh thank you guys for being here and we'll be back next week